Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Okay, and Al Rogers place. Uh, Oilers players are on the ice for the skills competition here, so I'll, I'll keep you keep you updated. A decent, uh, decent crowd into the into the second deck here at uh, good old RP. Canada wins 11-2 over Germany at the World Juniors. Dylan Gunther hat trick, Connor Bedard hat trick. NHL tonight. Penguins lead the Red Wings 4-2 in the second period. Also in the second, Bruins up one nothing on the Devils. And start of the third, the Lightning lead the Canadians 3-zip. Flames at Seattle in an hour. Golden Knights at Anaheim in an hour. And uh, the Oilers will practice tomorrow, fly to Seattle. Game on Friday, 6 o'clock face-off show. Game at 8 as they take on the tentacle team for the first time this season. 780-496-0063 is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed pro all the way. Sir Robert has graced us with a phone call tonight. Sir Robert, go ahead. Uh, hey, Reed, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm quite enjoying this topic, to be honest with you. Well, actually, uh, uh, well, actually, so am I. Uh, that was that was actually quite a, a very interesting uh, conversation you had with uh, uh, Jody Shelley there, and uh, and you know, I actually, I actually remember watching him play a little bit, and uh, so I, I'm sort of, I'm sort of from that said era, I guess you'd call it, and I guess uh, I'd say uh, my thoughts on the on that were because I mean I did I, at live speed I couldn't really tell, but. I watched it a couple more times, and yeah, last night I called in you and Rob, and I asked Rob his opinion. But you know, like I watched a, I watched the replay a couple more times, and to be honest, yeah, you know, at best two-minute penalty, but ultimately, out of the Oilers, that number one were on the ice. I don't think, uh, well, and I don't think Nurse is on the ice, and uh, you know, and uh, and we always hear, well, you know, we don't, well, you know, we don't want Nurse fighting because he's, you know. He's, you know, our number one defenseman, right? So, I mean, in that case, I mean, who's good? I mean, who's good? I mean, who, who are you really going to send out there to to potentially go after Rieger now that we don't have Cassian anymore? I mean, are you going to send a, a guy like uh, Nima Linen out there to go after him? I mean, uh, frankly, I don't, I don't know that the Oilers have anybody to do that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and. I, is Weger going to fight? And I know, like, even Jody said, it's not just about the fighting, but you'd probably, that might be the expectation in the heat of the moment. I, I think, you know, Jody's point is, if you're not doing it to frighten the other team, you know, frighten's not, you know, frighten's not the right word, but you know what I mean. You're doing it for your teammate, I guess, is what Jody was saying. Even if... And I don't think Uyghur's a dirty player. I mean, Edler has need guys before. I think that was different earlier in the season, and the Oilers reacted to it. But what Jody is saying and other people are saying is you, you just do it to show Connor, hey, man, if, if someone messes with you, we got your back. 
So when we talk about message sending, like I know a lot of times people say, well, you got to go out there and send a message. I don't know if you're always sending a message to the opponent, but you might be perhaps sending a message to your teammates. And I think that's what Jody's point was. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I agree with that. Um, now, I guess, uh, I mean, that being said, I want to I want to touch a little bit on the team in general here. I guess sure. quick. Uh, you know, I think cause we we've seen them. They've been four games over 500 now, a few times with a few chances to maybe get get to you know five games and beyond, and maybe finally finally get some traction and get the ball rolling. Uh, to me, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're I don't know what they're lacking in certain situations. Obviously, to me, it's not uh, to me it's not the power play because the power play is deadly. We know that the PK at times this year I think has been good. Other times it's been average. I don't I don't know if I would ever say it's been poor, but it's uh, certainly at times it's been average at best. Um, and on the, the uh, secondary scoring, I believe for the most part hasn't been there. The goaltending, I, th- I think Skinner's done his job. I think Campbell has shown flashes of good play. Campbell certainly hasn't been consistent. His numbers show that. Now, is Skinner is Skinner the team's number one? You, most people probably well, right say. Right now he is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, most people go go. Yeah, he's played what 12 of the last 15. So yeah, he yeah. is. But I mean, Campbell. I mean. I guess uh, I guess I'll finish with this. I believe Campbell will get there. I think it's. I think the Oilers just have to hope it happens sooner. Sooner. I, I just think. A, I just think. I just think for Campbell, it needs to happen sooner rather than later. But. I well, guess we'll have to, you're uh, right, I, but, but fortunately we've been saying that for a couple of months. I mean, I remember saying at the end of October, well, if you look at him historically, November's a really good month, and now we're, we're going into January. Thanks, Sir Robert. I always appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Skinner's been better. I thought Campbell's last last two starts have been pretty good. I mean, I know he had the overtime loss in Nashville. Didn't think he played bad in that one. I, I mean, look, the, the thing about Campbell is he, I, you can't – totally ignore the contract I, I mean when they're playing you got to play the better guy but of course I, I get the worry with Oilers fans it's like okay well we got this guy at five times five and he's going to be the backup for five years and play 25 games where we're not sure what we're going to get I mean that's that's not a great situation for that contract I mean somebody called in last night and said can, can we get rid of Campbell can we get out of that contract well I don't know how you do that I mean nothing's going to happen in season if he doesn't have a good year, he's not going to be tradable. You're not going to buy him out with four years left on the deal. I think you just got to hope he puts the work in and keeps playing. And you also got Skinner signed. So you hope that they I, they can be a good tandem, regardless of who is, is one or who is two. But, yeah, unfortunately, we have been waiting for Campbell here for a little bit. He'll get one of the two games this weekend, clearly, in the back-to-back, and, and maybe he can start building from there. Okay. I mentioned I got a really good uh, text here from David. I'm going to read the whole thing. So it's just a paragraph long. David says, Hi, Reed. Hearing the coach and hockey analysts describing the Oilers as having a form of toughness being their power play is akin to people wearing rose-colored glasses and believing everything is peachy keen with the Oilers. At best, it seems they have no concept of toughness. I refer the individual to Webster's Dictionary. I always like when someone references the dictionary. Thank you, David. David also says if these folks were more honest, they would say the Oilers' power play 
makes up for any perceived lack of toughness in the Oilers, but equating an efficient power play with toughness is absurd. David, I really like how you wrote that. I, I think those are some very relevant thoughts. Um, I guess, and, and I've said that myself, and certainly Woody said it today, but, but I, I like how you point that out. Because the two things aren't mutually exclusive. It's not one or the other. It's it's not, okay, either you have uh, a tough team with a lot of beef, as, as the term Rob and I have been using, or you have a good power play. It's possible to have both, or it's possible to have neither, quite frankly. I, I mean, it's not one or the other. So the Oilers don't have a lot of beef, a lot of jam, a lot of gamesmanship, whatever you want to call it, uh, but they do have a good power play. But they, they you could have both. You, you could have a 35% power play and, and have the toughest team in the league, maybe. I'm sure it's been done at some points in the past. So th- that's I think that's a really good point from David. So, uh, David, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an effort here, something just for you, besides sending you a canned ham. I'm going to endeavor to call the Oilers' power play a form of retribution. How's that? Let, let me know if you agree with that. I won't say the power play is a form of toughness, but I will say the power play is a form of retribution. Does that, does that make sense? <laughs> I, 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 I hope it does, because it, it, is a way, it is a way to make the team pay. So, you know, there's, despite all the talk in hockey about toughness and, and hitting and grit and fighting and all those types of things, which are important and can help a team win, Nothing affects the game more than a goal. So if you are wronged, I do think having a good power play is a form of retribution. Now, is it, is it ultimately adequate enough to make up for perhaps a lack of toughness? It, it may not be. And, and probably the tale with this team won't ultimately be told until they get into the postseason. But I, I do think that's a fair comment. I, so I, I, will, I will try, David, not to call the Oilers' power play a form of toughness, but I do think it's fair to call it a form of retribution. It, it is still a way to punish the other team for taking liberties or breaking the rules or, or being penalized. But, but I do like how you wrote that. Another texter says, Reed, it's about being a team. You stick up for your teammates. If you go to the bar with me, you might have a chance with a supermodel. You don't go by yourself. Is that guy asking me out for a drink, Derek? I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> is it, at the very least, he's uh, making a wingman offer. Okay. 780-496-0063. They are uh, introducing the players here at Rogers Place for the Skills Cup. Sorry, were you saying something? Oh, we got, well, tell you what, Ted, hang on. I got to get a break in, Ted, and, and you're first up after the break. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Uh, looks like they're going to do fastest skater first here. I, belie- I heard this morning that Connor McDavid is no longer going to participate in fastest skater I, well they well they know what they're doing they're doing the can't catch connor thing so they'll have like a virtual mcdavid projected on the ice 
and the players have to skate along. They do this with uh, fans who are selected during games. But I, but I heard today McDavid done with the uh, skills competition fastest skater here and uh, at All-Star Weekend. So anyway, something to keep in mind. 780-496-0063. We have Ted on the line. Ted, thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Go ahead. Listen, my friend, you know, let's talk about the Calgary game last night. Okay, so uh, we started, we started, I think it was 1-1. Then we got an extra goal, so we won 2-1. But during the game, people take on McDavid. People take on McDavid, like, you know. And uh, if I was him, I would do something about it. But he's a nice guy. He's a kind guy. He's looking for his partners to give him a hand, this and that. But what would happen if I was McDavid and that guy did that to me? No penalty called. I took a stick and wrapped it around his head. What would happen to me? Well, you'd probably get suspended, Ted. I think you know that. But you're, you're saying, yeah, McDavid, yeah, yeah. Just, just say to heck with it. Just just injure a guy and live with the consequences? No, but I mean, look, I'm making over $100,000 a game for 20 minutes, you know? And I don't want to be injured you know, for three, four, five games. Yeah. I'm losing all kinds of money. So, so, you, so, so, so you're... Just to just to clarify, your overall theory, whether it's the Oilers or not, is that if a star player is taking some abuse, you're you just think that star player should handle it himself. It's not up to his teammates. It should be to every human being. You're being pushed around. You're being pushed around. You gotta push back. You gotta push back to tell him, look, this is who I am. I can stand up to you. I am better than you are, and I gotta do my job without being interfering with somebody else. Right? Okay. Right on. Okay, thanks, Ted. Appreciate the call. That's Ted at 780-496-0063. I, I will say this. Um, I, I do think when it comes to giving it out as well as taking it, I, I, I would put McDavid and Dreisaitl in the category of two of the more aggressive Oilers. I mean, I think you saw what they did in the postseason last year. Uh, and, and certainly with Dreisaitl, he is just as happy to give a guy a stick or cross-check a guy or do something a little cheeky as, as he is to have to absorb some of that punishment sometimes. And I do think a lot of the star players look out for themselves. I, I mean, I think we've seen Crosby for sure look after himself. Ovechkin's a big guy. He can look after himself. So and I don't think the stars think, okay, every time I'm touched, I, I'm not going to do anything, but some of my teammates better come save me. I don't, I don't think that's their attitude. Um, but I, as Jody was, Shelley was saying, he, Jody's perspective was, you know, if something is, is happening, then you just show that overall camaraderie. I guess not even team toughness. You show that camaraderie that it's like, okay, you do something to one of us, you're going to get all of us coming after you and especially if it's a star player. So I, I think that was Jody's perspective. Yeah, in that situation, you know, there's kind of two ways to look at this, it's specifically what happened last night, and then maybe a bigger picture thing about about the Oilers and, and just about how things are handled in hockey in general. I think that play last night, McDavid's knocked down, he does a quick inventory, is my knee okay? He gets up, and the puck's going the other way, and Uyghur's going the other way. So is McDavid the type of player who's then going to, you know, just say, forget about the pie, I'm just going to chase down Uyghur and try to hurt him. I, you know, I don't think that that's, that's his makeup. Is McDavid the type of player who's, you know, if he's got a chance to take a shot at Uyghur a little bit later on in, in the game or in the season or in his career? Yeah, sure, I, I think he might do something like that. But um, it's, 
and like I said off the top of the show, every, there's a lot of different beliefs when it comes to this. Everybody kind of believes that they are that they are right and that you know they view the way hockey should be played. And uh, it, it's uh, there's not a lot of I, I guess people will debate it, but maybe there's not a lot of room to uh, have people budge on their opinions. You know, Jody Shelley referenced some championship teams that play that way. Well, fair enough. I could probably find some last place teams that, like, you know, you, you can go back, you can go back and forth. I, I will say this. I will say this. Whatever you want to call it, toughness, beef, competitiveness, um, camaraderie, intensity, uh, the willingness to initiate instead of retality, those are all important. Are the Oilers strong enough in that general area? Or if you want to break it down to some of the specific areas that I just mentioned, I, I, I would say no. And, and I'm going to go back to what I've said a lot this year. The Oilers don't bring to the rink often enough, I, I think, in the first 10 minutes. And, and this ties together with another thing we talked about, how they more often than not don't start games very well. They, they don't seem to have that mentality of letting a team know that they're going to be in for a long night. Now, sometimes they have. Was it? Uh, I think it was the Dallas game. Costin like leveled somebody right on the first shift. Okay. To me, that sends a message to the other team and to your teammates. I'm ready to go. I got into the starting lineup. Ten seconds into my shift, five seconds, however long. I absolutely drilled a guy. How are you going to follow that up? And, and that's something that I think it, the the Uyghur thing aside now. That's something that I, I would like to see the Oilers improve in. And, and I do think you can call it setting a tone, whatever cliche you want to you wanna look at. I've, I've referenced the interview I did with Warren Moon the week of the Grey Cup when he talked about starting football games. He said, you want your defense, even if they give up a touchdown on the first drive, you want them to let the other offense know they're in for a long day. So maybe you fall behind one nothing. Maybe you give up the first goal, but... You, you let the team know that they're they're in for a long night. I don't think the Oilers do that often enough. Would have doing that uh, against Uyghur last night helped? What are they? What are they still won? Would have it paid dividends down the road? I don't know. I, I guess we'll never know for sure. But I I, I do know this: the Oilers could use a, a, a little more bite in their game, and and especially early. Let the other team know, we got Connor McDavid, we got Leon Dreisaitl, they can beat you five on five, they can absolutely torch you on the power play, and when the rest of us are on the ice, we're gonna pound you into the glass. I mean, really, that's, if it's simple enough, that could be a great formula for the Oilers. Um, so that's that's what I'm talking about, and we talk about B for what they would need to add. That that's the element that I would ultimately like to see them add as the season continues here. Okay, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. It's Inside Sports on Chad.